0: Welcome to another life-changing message. Thank you guys for welcoming me. I feel welcomed. I feel warm. I'm acting like I'm in a guest church, right? I feel welcome and warm um, God is so amazing and the fact that he still uses us it just it's beyond me like he could dash us away right I'm mad West Weston dash us away but um, he chooses to use us no matter what just a little disclaimer if you hear me get a little Brooklyn it's because I am born and raised don't get offended I'll explain if you don't understand something I might use some words like "sunned," and I'll explain to you though okay because I know we have some older seasoned folks in the house that pastor we're all on the same page cool cool so my message that pastor um he gave he assigned different um titles and he said if you want to change it you can I'm not gonna lie I hit up and I'm like why he gave me abundance I'm not living in abundance and the guy was like you gonna talk on this because if this is how you talking I'm gonna show you something so um abundance 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 this word is so amazing when it's broken down when you really understand exactly what abundance means and what God wants us to walk into concerning abundance so it's always important to know the definition of a thing before you identify with it right definition is going to be very important in the season of our lives because we tend to identify with the things that we feel right so we feel sick oh I'm sick it's so easy, it flows out of our mouths, right? We feel broke, oh, I'm broke. We feel like we can't, we say we can't, right? So we always identify what we feel and it's not properly defined. And so when I was thinking about And um, praying concerning, like, what I was going to talk about today. It made me think about a story of my little cousins. And um, back in, I don't remember what year it was, but it was during Christmas time, and they were playing with their toys, and it was a boy and a girl, and they were fighting. And the boy wanted to play with the girl's toy, and she said no. And he said, you're annoying. And she's like, no, I'm not. And you know where that went. You're annoying. No, I'm not. You're annoying. No, I'm not, for about five minutes. And... With their level of understanding and connotation of the word, they were able to identify based on what they felt and put a label on it, right? However, if you were to sit them down and ask, what does annoying mean? They probably would not be able to explain it. A lot of the times this is what we do in our own lives. We use words because of what we feel in the moment not understanding exactly what that word means. And so the weight that that word has, has the ability to now bring that revelation and reality into our lives because we just set it off of a feeling, right? So they both had an understanding of what they felt, but without proper definition, we label out of tradition and not truth. And so a lot of the times we speak things based off of our emotions. We speak things based off of tradition, right? Not the truth. And so God literally wants to realign us out of tradition, back into truth, that we know exactly what flows out of our mouths, what it means, and how we're speaking over our lives. So when you feel unwell, saying that you're sick is based off of your feelings, but what's the truth, right? What's the truth? So this has become our norm, and the Father really wants to realign us, even with this whole theme, Hello Future, it's all a divine realignment. It's all a divine realignment. With every single speaker that comes up here, it's a realignment. So I want you to step into that and lean into it, knowing that God wants to realign you to a place that you once were. You may not know, but you once were there, right? So it's divine alignment back into divine reign. A lot of us have master alivement. I know it's not a real word, but I made it up. If they could put bootylicious in the dictionary, they could put this. Alivement, right? Alivement. A lot of us live in man. I just want to feel alive. I want to live my best life, right? We say, living my best life, hey, right? But God wants us to move from alivement into alignment. Your life shouldn't dictate what comes out of your mouth and what you label yourself as and going by your feelings, but alignment, aligning with the word of God. So this is divine alignment because ignorance is darkness. And the Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9, you are a chosen race, right? A royal priesthood a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has what? Called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Meaning call you out of ignorance into revelation. Calling you out of tradition into truth. And so this is all divine alignment. Moving us out of the traditional ignorance that we have viewed as the norm. And we're gonna move into the light. Somebody say into the light also known as the truth. And so before we label ourselves as abundant, before we say that I'm living an abundant life, the Father desires that we are in the know so that we may believe and see results. Some of us live in the taught word of God and some of us live in the known word of God. There's a difference. The taught word has power, but the known word has results. I'm not comfortable in just having power. I'm not comfortable in just knowing that I have a license to carry. I'm trying to see bodies dropping, right? It's not enough. It's not enough to have a license to carry. So a lot of us, we know the taught word, but it's the known word that causes you to walk that thing out. So what is abundance? We're gonna do some definitions. I'm your teacher for today. Abundance is fullness, but not just fullness. A very large quantity of something. Now, this is the part that stuck with me. More than enough. We hear that phrase all the time, right? More than enough. More than enough. But what does that really mean? Can I have three volunteers? Oh, we have our lovely Sound of Hunger ladies right here. Our Vanna Whites. Come on. Come on. Vanna Blacks. Hello. <laughs> ah, vanda Blacks. All right, you're gonna hold this one. I'll let you know when to turn around. They can see it anyway, but and this in your right hands. No no no, this is for her. Sorry. <laughs> this is yours. Yes. And this is yours. I don't know what my equal sign is at, but we're gonna flow. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is yours. I think everybody can see. Hold this up. Turn it around, mm-hmm. Y'all got it? Everybody can see? No? So let's say it together. Oh, y'all good. Y'all all get an A. You get an A, you get an A. Yes, right? Enough plus more equals abundance. Enough plus more equals abundance. Enough plus more, I want y'all to get this. Abundance needs a launching pad. The launching pad is enough. But what happens in our lives is that we view ourselves as lack and we think more equals abundance. This is the launching pad, enough. So in order for you to really understand abundance, you have to know that where you are right now is enough. So this is how, you can put these down. This is how we live our lives. More equals abundance. So I'm broke, but I need more. I'm in lack, but I need more. I don't got it, but I need more. But more than enough means that abundance has a launching pad. And so the launching pad that we're missing is the realization of the fact that we are living in enough. What we need. Life should be currently recognized as what we need. You guys can sit for a second, but hold your papers. I'm going to call you back up. (laughs) Now the word is filled with so many proof. I know we have some Bible scholars in the room. So I'm going to give y'all some word. That's cool? John 10:10 says the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, "I have come that they may have life and have it to the full." Life is the enough to the full is the abundance. But in order for you to recognize to the full, you gotta recognize you already have life. That's the launching pad, right? Y'all got that? Let me give you one more. You know they say show your work, right? I'm gonna show the work. Proverbs 3, nine to 10 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and first fruit of produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats bursting with wine. So the Bible tells us first to honor the Lord with our wealth. He's telling you that you already have enough. Honor the Lord with your wealth and your first fruit. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats bursting with wine. This is the abundance. That's the launching pad. Luke six thirty-eight says, give and it will be given unto you. How are you going to give if you don't got nothing? So he's telling you there's something there. Then the good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over comes. But we get so excited. I just want the, the press down. Where's the press down, Lord? Where's the shaking together? Where's the running over? Right? But the launching pad said give. You got something. Use what's in your hand. You have something. Right? So it says for the measure you use, it will be measured to you. But there's a launching pad. Somebody say launching pad. Abundance has to start somewhere. A lot of us have a hard time recognizing the starting point. We desire abundance, but that launching pad cannot be ignored. More does not equal abundance. Enough plus more equals abundance. Say I got what I need, but I want more. The father says that the launching pad in this season is not just the upgrade into the new, but it's first the recognition of where you are now, what you possess now, what you obtain now, what's in your hand, what's in your house, what's in your reach, all that good stuff. You got to recognize this place as good already. So we get frustrated because we're trying to make something out of nothing. God said you have something. Now, this verse right here really stuck with me and hit me like a bomb. Okay, can I give y'all that bomb? Can I blow your life up real quick? Cool, I'm gonna do it anyway, but. Matthew 13, 12 says, for the one who has more will be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. What? How sway? I'm gonna read it again. For the one who has more will be given and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. How you gonna take away something you don't have? How? How? Why would the word say, the one who has not, what he does have will be taken away? That don't make no sense. I learned one plus one equal two, something missing. That don't make sense, right? Could it be that not having is a state of mind over a state of life? How are you going to take away what I don't have? I mean, I got something, right? So, a lot of the times when we say that we don't have or we're in lack or we, we're, we're, it's not enough, we have something, we just haven't recognized it. Kingdom principles and formulas cause us to multiply and live abundantly. Watch this. The command to be fruitful and multiply came in Genesis 1, right? But says in the fall, before the identity crisis, before they forgot who they were, the Bible says in Genesis 1:28, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, rule, reign. This was before they forgot who they were. Remember this. After the fall in Genesis 3, After the identity misalignment, he released curses on the ground. He said, cursed is the serpent, cursed is the ground because of you. Painful toil you will eat, struggle. It would produce thorns for you, struggle. It would produce thistles for you, struggle. By the sweat of your brow you will eat, struggle. This was after the fall. Now before the fall, he said, behold, I have given you every seed-bearing plant on the face all over the earth, ease, and every true Tree, sorry, whose fruit contains seed, that's the ease. They will be yours for food. Ease. And to every beast of the earth and every bird of the air and every creature that crawls upon the earth, everything that I have put breath in, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. Ease. Before the fall, there was ease. After the fall, he cursed the ground and there was struggle. So now God wants to realign us back into when man knew who they were. He only released blessings when they were in alignment with who they were. But after they forgot, curses on the ground. So could it be again that not having is a result of the state of your identity over it being a state of life? Think about it wants to align us back into ease the land will you where you will hear and experience ease is the land of knowing your identity once they stepped out of that all you heard was curse is the ground curse is a serpent you will the sweat off your brow all of that struggle talk right that was when they stepped out of who they were so the father wants to realign us into enough plus more equals abundance we're gonna to jump to John 6 this is a story that we all know it's the five loaves and two fish and this story really blessed me it encourages me because I didn't really understand it until I looked into it and saw that there was a formula and being a strategist I saw a formula that I could release to you for free amen amen somebody say free session free <laughs> session Jesus looked up and saw the massive crowd coming towards him. Sorry, verse 1 to 14. John 6, 1 to 14. So Jesus looked up and saw the massive crowd coming towards him. He says to Philip, where are we going to buy enough food to feed all of these people? Philip answered, I'm just going to run through it. Philip answered, 200 denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to have a small piece. Let's stop right there. Now, in these three points, we see a lot of the situations that we find ourselves in, right? Jesus looked up and saw the massive crowd coming toward him. This is where the need presented itself. We have a lot of needs. A lot of needs. I don't know about you, but I got a lot of needs, right? So when he looked up and saw the massive crowd coming toward him, this is where the need presented itself. Then he says to Philip, where are we going to buy enough food to feed all these people? I love Jesus because he knew what was happening. But, you know, after a question comes revelation, right? He wanted them to get something. But this is usually the part in our lives where we have identified the need and now we have a pressure to act. The immediate response is to figure out things based on what we know. So if there's a lot of people to feed, my immediate response is to go buy food. Right. I got to go to Trader Joe's and do grocery shopping because a lot of people are coming to my house. Imagine this. A lot of people, you see a crowd of people coming to your house for dinner. And you're just like, yo, what are we going to do? How how are we going to feed all these people? And so the need presented itself, then the pressure to act presented itself. And then Philip answered 200 denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to have a small piece. This is where the defeated thoughts come in. The fear. The thoughts of defeat and inactiveness an set in. Instead of stepping into solution mode, we have excuses that paralyze even the thought of abundance. Normal thinking, conform thinking, right? How, how am I going to do this? I don't even got money in my bank account. You want me to start a business? Like what? You told me to go feed the homeless? Like I don't even know how to cook. <laughs> What's up? Like what am I going to do? Like it's, it's like these thoughts that stifle abundance, right? And so when Philip said 200 denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to have a small piece, this was him stepping into defeat. I see the need. The people are here. What are we going to do? Now let's identify where a lot of us live our lives. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, here is a boy with five barley loaves and two small fish. Then he says, but what difference will this make among so many? Okay, he got five Chick-fil-A sandwiches, like, what, what are we going to do with that? What are we? Gonna, there's 5,000 people here. Like, what are you thinking? Right? So this is the identified place of lack. This is where a lot of us live our lives. We recognize what we have, but we've already defined it as not enough. Right? We minimize what we possess. So how do we now... I'm not going to ask you how to stand up, but how do we now recognize enough plus more equals abundance when I've already identified my life as lack, as broke. You can can hold up from your seat, thank you. Look Look at them. That's what I'm talking about. Get it done. How do we recognize it? We minimize what we possess because of these thoughts of lack, these thoughts that cause us to step behind the solutions of heaven, right? So it's woe is me, poe is me, No is me, low is me, all the O's, right? All the O's. Abundance is the reality of a heaven dweller. So if you're not living your life from a reality of heaven, you're not going to see it. You're going to think that you have to build abundance from a place of lack. You know how hard that is? You know how hard that is to recognize my life as lack and I gotta climb up the ladder to abundance? No, I gotta start somewhere. There's a launching pad. And if I don't wanna launch, I step off of that pad and I recognize myself as lack. The launching pad that gives assistance to abundance is enough. And we gotta get our mind there to know that where we are right now is enough. Is enough. So when your strategies about your life is not rooted in heavenly outcomes, abundance is not visible. That's why everywhere you turn, you see lack. I don't got enough. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Because your outcome is not rooted in heavenly possibilities. You've already defeated yourself, right? 200 denarii is not enough to buy them even a small piece. He already spoke defeat. So watch the switch up. Look at how Jesus, the big Don, steps in. He's a G. We know this. Big G all day. I would throw up the sign, but I don't know if there's any gang members in here. (laughs) Look at how Jesus exemplifies the identity that we should take on. He said these five words that shook me up this morning. Have the people sit down. Now, it may not be powerful to you, but I'm going to explain. We got to learn how to put a demand on heaven. He saw the same need that the disciples saw. The same exact need. 5,000 people rolling up, right? He saw the same need, but his response was not based on what he could do by himself on earth, but what his father could do through him. He said, have them sit down. Do you know, when you tell somebody to sit at the table, you better be bringing out some food right? I'm not going to tell nobody to sit at a dinner table if I ain't got something for them to eat. He said, have the people sit down. Like if I was there, I would have looked at him like, Jesus, what are you doing, baby? What are you doing? Have the people sit down. We don't got no food. He said, have the people sit down. That is a heavenly command because it sets, it sets heaven up. God is like, oh, we got to get food. He told the people to sit down. And this is some of the things that we gotta do in our lives. When you feel like it's something that's coming and, and you don't got enough, you, you, don't, you don't got enough, right? But you say, have them sit down. I'm walking into the bank and I'm gonna say, give me the application anyway. In the back of your head, you probably like, girl, I don't, I don't know, but give me the application anyway. Have them sit down. That thing wrecked me because I said the the things that we choose to say in these moments literally is a make or break. Have the people sit down. So Jesus being the G that he was, saw the people and he told them to sit down. So they all, you see 5,000 people sitting on the lawn. A lot of us don't give God the platform to increase abundantly and miraculously in our lives. Because heaven responds to faith moves. We're so used to responding in frail moves and fear moves, but heaven responds to faith moves. You got to look at some of the things that look crazy big to you and say, have the people sit down. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from, but have the people sit down. That's heavenly language. I hear this phrase all the time that we are to do it afraid, right? That sounds cute. And that's a level of glory, but there's a grade of glory that I want to do it bold and in the know. I want to do it in the know. Have the people sit down. Then Jesus took the loaves and the fish. He gave thanks and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. Jesus took the loaves and the fish, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. Can we lift our signs up again, please? Let's say it together. Enough plus more equals abundance. This is the formula at work. You can put it down. I want your hands to her. Jesus identified that what he had in his midst was enough. He understood that. He gave thanks. How you give thanks for five loaves and two fish with 5,000 people? That don't make sense. But in this season, God is now waiting for things to make sense to you. He's not waiting for things to make sense to you because five loaves and two fish on earth is feeding 5,000 in heaven. So are you going to step into earth or heavenly realities, right? He said more enough plus more equals abundance. When he gave that, when he gave thanks for what he saw, what he what he had in his hand. That was him recognizing that this is already a good place. We good. Why y'all acting crazy? We're good. Calm down, we're good. Only somebody who spends time in heavenly realities could think like this, right? So he moves as if he was a dweller in two fish of more. Only somebody crazy like that could break five loaves and two fish. You got to get crazy sometimes. You got to be crazy sometimes and see the 5,000 and say, tell them to sit down and then go, go cry in the bathroom or something, but... <laughs> Tell them, have a seat. We're going to figure this thing out, right? When you understand the grace of God, that stuff don't make you fret. Because it's not you, right? So when everyone was full, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over so that nothing will be wasted. Not only did they feed everybody, but there was left over it was left over he says so that nothing will be wasted abundance is going to cover you and those around you abundance is going to cover you and those around you and we have to learn how to put a demand on heaven by responding to life from the place of enough and into the land of more God is going to begin to break our mindsets concerning how we speak over the things that we have now because we're, we're literally taking the bricks off of our launching pad. Anytime we say I'm in lack, I'm broke, I don't got it. Your launching pad is being, being um, what's the word? Um, dismantled, there you go, thank you boo. Dismantled, right? But if you want a launching pad that's gonna take you into the place of abundance, you have to recognize that this place is good. This place is enough. What I got right now is what I need. And anything more is when I begin to step into abundance, right? This place is good. This is where God wants me right now. I'm learning how to steward this place. I'm learning how to be good with what I have right now, right? And then we launch into the more, into abundance. So he wants us to recognize that your more doesn't start from a place of lack, it doesn't start from a place of lack. I gave you something. I gave you something, come on, pick it up. I gave you something, you got something in your hand that you just have not recognized, I gave you something. For some of us it may not be a million dollars in the bank, but I bet you if you put me in a room with somebody I could tell them about their business, they are gonna pay me, right? There's something inside of you that cannot be denied. You got more than enough. More than enough. So we have to recognize what our launching pad is. What is enough? What is that place that you start off at? Recognize that this place is enough. Say, this place that I'm in is enough. This place that I'm in is enough. This concludes another life-changing teaching from Hungry For God Church. For social media updates and more teachings from our pastors and leaders, please visit our site, h4gchurch.com.